Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. I'm going to sing every rejoin on you, this show. You have a lot of skills. Singing is not one of them. You're right. Okay. You're right. Okay. <laughs> you don't have to be hurtful about it. I already I know. I, wasn't I already know. I wasn't trying to be. I'm just saying. Just trying to get people to listen. Yeah, it's good. If you go for like three seconds, they laugh at you. If you try and sing badly for 10, yeah. you got to turn the station. Like uh, Carl Lewis doing the national anthem? Oh. <laughs> That's old. That's why the worst why you got to pull that from out of the back <laughs> I was pocket? Just thinking about he's, a, he's an Olympian. <laughs> the first Don't hurt the man. Don't hurt the man. So I love when he goes, uh, I'm going to make up for it. And then he doesn't. And then he does <laughs> it. It's worse for me. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I got it. Hold on. Just watch for this. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, oh that's got to be the worst. Or that, Roseanne Barr. That lack of self awareness. It's a real thing, man. It's a real. Real bitch. How could you agree to go do the national anthem knowing that, that you're not a great singer? I don't. It, knowing that you're not even a good singer, that's the problem. But, again, you got to know that. And yeah. these people maybe don't know it. Like Roseanne Barr, she knew she wasn't. That was just a joke. She doesn't yeah. care. She's yeah. a comedian. Carl and, thought he was going to kill it. Yeah, Carl's like, just I'm like, about to go be very white out oh, there. Oh, sorry, multi-talented? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> anyway, um, Antonio Brown, mm -hmm. the center of the trade and free agency universe right now, in well, that's probably a bit of a stretch. It's but not even free agency yet. He believes he's the center of the free agency. The tampering period's over. These yeah. people can be talking about it, yeah. right? But he's not a free agent. The trade market is going to either chew him up and spit him out, or the Steelers are going to sit on it and say, you have no control here. But he wants to be a free agent. He's acting like he's a free agent. He is not by any means contractually a free agent yet. The market for Antonio Brown, what's it going to be? What is it right now? I think it depends on the team and what situation that they're in. But like you said, they don't have to do anything. But if I'm a team, I, I, look, I know he's a complete, basically a, a clown show at this point. But there was other talented wide receivers that I would have also took that were clown shows, including Randy Moss and Terrell Owens. And if you want to throw OBJ in there, bottom line is I don't care if you're a clown show. I mean, you got to keep it within, you can't quit on the team in week 17 and you got to keep it somewhat controlled, but I will deal with that based on the talent. So I'm surprised that there hasn't been a deal yet. They thought it was going to be by Friday because I think there's two more million that's going to go against the Steelers cap, but they didn't make the move. I don't know why people wouldn't. I don't know what the market is. You know, I've heard I've heard anything from a first to a second or a third. I would give a late first. I would give a second, and I would certainly give a third, depending on my situation. If I'm a rebuilding team, of course you don't want him. Like, there was a rumor about him going to the Bills. But if I'm the Niners and I think that I can potentially do something, I would trade for him. If I'm the Packers and Aaron Rodgers needs a, a weapon, I would go get him. If I'm yeah. the Browns. Here's the problem with the Packers fit, right? Antonio Brown has demonstrated that he cannot coexist in a locker room with a quarterback who has a strong personality. And Aaron Rodgers, even though he's quiet, a soft-spoken, he is the strongest of personalities. Agreed. So Packers is out, all right? all right? Green Bay knows that. They say, we can't have those two guys in the same locker room. If that dude can't get along with Big Ben, no reason for me to believe that he can get along with Aaron Rodgers, Okay. I don't, I don't totally agree with that. I mean, you know, just because Big Ben has a strong personality doesn't mean... I mean, he was calling Antonio Brown out. I don't think Aaron Rodgers would do that, and who knows who he can get along with. But here's my other question. Who's a opposite as strong as weak? Who's a weak personality quarterback? Derek Carr, potentially. Marcus Mariota is. Okay. Maybe yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo. Andrew Luck. Yeah. Right? I guess. There are guys that are no less skilled, are no less 
dominant of a personality in their own heads that do not manifest that in a professional setting. Agreed. Right? I just, I, I just think there, there are a lot of quarterbacks who don't feel like they can go to the head coach and say, nope, I'm not doing that. They're still young. They're still unproven. They're still whatever. Some guys are just quiet. But there are, there are plenty of quarterbacks who are not Ben Roethlisberger, who are not Aaron Rodgers, who are not Tom Brady. Agreed. I just don't think that you can say Antonio Brown can't get along with strong personality quarterbacks I would just say that I think over the eight years or whatever that Big Ben and Antonio Brown were together a bunch of stuff came up and then eventually the the relationship evaporated the locker room matters so 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 much in the NFL and if the Pittsburgh Steelers name for me an organization that five years ago or for the entirety of their existence had a better reputation for being a we-handle-things-in-house, good locker room, blue-collar work ethic type group. The Pittsburgh Steelers have embodied that persona, rightly or wrong, whatever. We don't know what the real uh, behind-the-scenes stuff is, but that's been the identity of the Pittsburgh Steelers agree, forever, agree. right? Ravens, too. Yeah, right. Yeah. And all of a sudden, Antonio Brown is the guy that mixes it up. Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown are the guys that flip that on its head. If I'm looking, if I'm anyone else in the league, I'm another GM in the league, as talented as those guys are, I'm saying, whoa. You've got to be, be really bad if you're turning well, that organization. And I got to yeah. throw Ben Roethlisberger in there also, okay? Yeah. It's unfair just to say that it was Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell because Ben Roethlisberger, as the veteran, as the guy who's been there longer, as the guy who's already won at the highest level, it's your job to say, no, you come in and you do things our way. And if people don't like the way you're saying it, you don't fight back against that. You find a better way to say it so Agreed. they can understand. Agreed. I think that's what Tom Brady is really good at. I mm-hmm. think that Bill Belichick is very good at that because it's like the rehabilitation project when people's careers end up in New England. And it's not because everyone gets along with them easily. It's because they say one way or another, you're going to do things my way. And whether that's buddy-buddy or that's cracking the whip and mm-hmm. being harsh, mm-hmm. they figure out the way to communicate to these guys. And Ben Roethlisberger should have done that, could have done that, I believe, with Le'Veon Bell and with Antonio Brown. His failure to do so leaves us in the situation that we're in right now. Throw Tomlin in there, too. Sure, absolutely. Now, you've got Antonio Brown sitting down, and once again, LeBron comes back on a LeBron James TV show with his blonde-ass mustache. What is that about, by the way? (laughs) I don't know. He should have went with the demolition man, Wesley Snipes, on the head, not the mustache. I tell you what, his stats are good. His locker room presence may be questionable, but that stash is the reason I'm not trading for or signing Antonio Brown. <laughs> I don't blame you for that. It looks so bad that if you were originally, don't say his stats are good. His stats are great. Sure. Okay. <laughs> I apologize for not using the correct superlative. Well, it's an insult to Brown to say that his stats are just good, but I'm with you. If you were a team where you were like, I kind of want this guy. And then you saw that you'd be like, never mind. <laughs> I don't, I, I'm sorry. Just based on that, based on that kind of like, it <laughs> yeah. indicates something's wrong with your decision-making bump, yeah, yeah. right? You go like, to your owner and he's like, so what's up with Brown? I'm like, no, we're out on that. Like, why? Why? You know, the, Blonde mustache. The, the NFL scouting combine, right? These guys go through the car wash and they sit down with every team. And they do these interviews and people ask them crazy, crazy questions. Yeah. Imagine if a young player, a rookie wide receiver, rookie two B <laughs> wide receiver or defensive back or whoever, yeah. sat down with that mustache. Yeah. Teams would just be like, no. Uh, we thought he was a first, second round talent. Now he might not even get drafted. <laughs> He's a b- poor decision making skills, bad, bad, bad locker room guy. Yeah, you yeah. just all of a sudden burn it down. Yeah, I'd tear you. up the draft profile. I'd be like, no, I don't not di- him. I don't disagree at all. <laughs> not him at all. Uh, the Raiders might love this man though. You're hearing reports. Here's my question. If you're John Gruden, do you just not care 
what Raider fans think? Do you just not care? I've had this conversation with people before. I don't think he gives a damn. He does It's like he's trying to piss him off. I think is there, John Gruden maybe has this sense of, you got what you asked for. Because Raider fans were begging for him to come back. And they were begging for a long-term deal. And they were begging for him to have franchise control. They were begging for all these things. And people were, they didn't know what they had in Reggie McKenzie. You don't know what you got till it's gone, right? And everyone was, and I think John Gruden has this weird smug arrogance about the fact like you got what you wanted. I'm going to do things my way. Yeah. And I then think, he, and then he hired uh, the GM to replace McKenzie uh, who won executive of the year, mind you. They, he hired a guy off TV in Mayock who had no well, prior experience. But Mayock is an excellent talent evaluator. Do we know that yet? Yeah, we do know that because okay. you, if you Mock watch drafts, if you watch the NFL <laughs> scouting combine for years, he's always been high on guys who ended up having successful careers. Okay, it's, it's okay. documented. Yeah, it's pretty. Right. I mean, you can go back and rewatch. Like right. Mike Mayock, not to say he's got a hundred percent success rate, but he's very, very good. He does the homework. He does the film, and. He's a John Gruden guy, and so whatever. You know, live by your own sword, die by your own sword. But the crazy thing is, is that there's no concern for anyone else in the franchise. I don't think a coach needs to worry about the fan base too much. But a little bit. Does he need to care? <laughs> does he need to care no. what Derek Carr thinks? Does he need to care what the rest of that defense thinks when he's trading away Khalil Mack? Does he need to care what the rest of the offense thinks when he says, yeah, maybe we'll Maybe we'll trade away a bunch of folks and try and get this Antonio Brown character in there. I'm looking around going, what? Coach, are you sure this is the correct move for us right now? Are we a win-now type of team? Because they're not. Well, the Cooper deal, originally, I thought, good deal. Because I had been high on Cooper, and then I got low on Cooper. But then when Cooper balled out in Dallas, when Dak wasn't looking that great, and we thought Derek Carr was great, made me wonder about both Cooper and Carr, but if I told you, so they got Dallas's pick, first round pick in that draft. If I told you they traded even that for Brown, basically they would have swapped Cooper for Brown Mm -hmm. because they would have traded away a first round pick and got a first round pick. So basically it cancels each other out. Basically you got Brown instead of Cooper. I would make that deal in a second, even though Cooper played well in the second half of the season. Or do you want to break it down? Like you got that one of those picks, some of those picks, because you traded away Khalil Mack, so you're flipping Mack for Coop, for uh, Antonio Brown. No, because you got a bigger haul for Mack. So, I mean, the, the way that I did it is simple. They got a first-round pick for Cooper, and then they trade a first-round pick for Brown. So they're in, their insa- they're in the same okay. spot. I like that, I like that equivalency Cooper. better. Yeah. Okay, And that actually, that's a net gain for the Raiders. I would agree. Maybe John Gruden with his smug attitude, and I don't give a sh- what you people think. Maybe that's the correct way to do it. Here's what it w- where it wouldn't make sense unless he signs him to a long term deal. It seems like every move he's made is forget Oakland. We're out of here anyway. I'm building towards Vegas so that when we get there in our new stadium, we're gonna really leave a mark. So it wouldn't make much sense unless they sign Brown to a long term deal after he got yep. here. But he's 30 years old. How many more years are you gonna give him? I yeah. would give him at max four. Four. Yeah. The other speculation about John Gruden and the Raiders, Kyler Murray. Is John Gruden one of the NFL head coaches who's in love with Kyler Murray? Coming out of the combine, there was this discussion that it's an eventuality, that the Cardinals are going to trade Rosen, like probably to the Giants or whatever. They're going to draft Kyler Murray, number one overall, the Heisman Trophy winner. They're going to bank on Oklahoma producing two Baker Mayfields back-to-back, right? Well, whose coach said that 
he would take him number one overall pick before he ended up getting an NFL head coaching job. And Correct. now he's the he's got the number one pick and he's in the NFL. So people are talking about that like it's an eventuality. I tend to lean that way. But there is a groundswell of support for the idea that maybe John Gruden is willing to trade away some of the Hall of Picks that the Raiders have to move up to number one, swap spots with the Cardinals, move up to number one and take Kyler Murray. I'm gonna, you, got, you got to go to one to take him. I'm going to poo-poo that. The only reason why is I just can't see Murray being a John Gruden type of quarterback. He doesn't strike me as a guy that wants like a smaller, I mean, there's been a lot of talk about Murray's height, a smaller quarterback that runs. He seems to like those guys like Derek Carr, except Derek Carr didn't perform. What I would love to pick, John Carr's Gruden, not big. He's pretty, I mean, he's big enough, 6'2", I think. But, I mean, you know, he's he's big-ish. He's, he's bigger. He's much bigger than Kyle Murray. I think I would love to see a ranking of all the quarterbacks and their height in the league, but I bet you Carr would be up there. What is he? He's 6'3". 6'3". So, okay. yeah, he's he's on the bigger side. I would just love to know and pick Gruden's brain and ask him, are you all in on Carr or not? Because he got that fat deal. And if Gruden doesn't like him, I would love to I, – I would. I, I'm fascinated to see what's going to transpire if he doesn't like him. And I would love to know if he does because Carr didn't have a good year, nor did the rest of the Raiders. But Carr didn't have a good year last year. And I was a guy that was really big on Carr, especially the year that they should have went 13-3 and but 12-4 and because he got hurt. The reports coming out of the combine, John Gruden all over Kyler Murray, gushing about him, talking to him, extensive interview process with him. Uh, Kyler Murray came out of there, people saying maybe he didn't have good interviews. That didn't come from the Raiders, allegedly. It didn't come from the Cardinals, allegedly. I think at the end of the day, the real question here is, who's higher on their current quarterback? The Raiders or the Cardinals? I would guess the Raiders, but I mean, we've only seen one year out of Josh Rosen. It's right. kind of tough to to gauge him on that. And I think that maybe that's something that, I mean, you got to assume when a guy takes a head coaching position in the NFL, he knows the quarterback position number one first. I mean, this is a guy that didn't really necessarily deserve based on his track record to get an NFL job. So maybe he would have took any NFL job. I think the Raiders are a little down on Carr having a rough year last but year. But the, the crazy thing is because of the new coach scenario mm -hmm. in Arizona, I look, Josh Rosen did not do anything this year to indicate he will not be a successful NFL quarterback. He was like a 12 to 14 touchdown interception ratio guy this year, but look what he was working with offensive line wise, et cetera, right? He was put into a tough situation and he's learning. You didn't see anything from him that indicated a lack of ability to progress, right? Mm -hmm. Peyton Manning threw a bunch of interceptions his of first course. year. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. Um, but if you're a new head coach and Cliff Kingsbury, Terrible hire, by the way. Cliff Kingsbury is in that situation. He's a new head coach. You want to do things your way with your guys. Kyler Murray is coming from an adapted air raid type system under Lincoln Riley. And you've heard this man, Cliff Kingsbury, say, I love Kyler Murray. I draft him number one overall. I, don't, I think the Raiders can put together whatever package they want. And Arizona is going to say, no, nah, we need this kid. Well, that's the other side. And I also think whatever package that they would have to put together would be too much. So I can't see the Raiders doing that. Plus, you got to give Carr. I mean, first of all, he's right in the middle of his big fat deal. So you got to give him at least another year. And I would say you at least got to give him two. And then what do you do with him if he ends up not getting any better? Because no one's going to want to trade for him. Or maybe somebody would say he just needs a change of scenery. Uh, I think ultimately... If we ask Gruden, is he and, and he and he had truth serum, I think that he would say that he's confident in Carr. Real and quick before we take a break, are the 49ers equipped to win now? Is now the time to start judging Shanahan, Lynch, etc.? Well, usually 
coaches and GMs get five-year deals. These guys got six. They're yeah. in year three. That's normally a prove-it-to-me year. But yeah, I Which, think- by the way, you're right, but it's the dumbest thing in the world. I agree. If year three is the prove-it-to-me year, then give them a three-year deal. I agree with you. I agree with you. And to answer your question, I mean, yes, they are in win-now mode, but I don't think they necessarily have to go 11-5, and 10-6, and six, but they need to show a, a, a drastic improvement, and they need to be 500 or better, around 500, okay. 7 and 9, 8 and 8, 9 and 7. All right. Operating under that premise, is Antonio Brown an appealing target for the San Francisco 49ers? Of course. I think I, I told you, if I was any team pretty much, other than a team that had absolutely no chance next year, I would trade for him immediately. I think he's that much of a transcendent talent. He's unbelievable, and I think that San Francisco is one of those places where you've got a quality quarterback who maybe – isn't the most dominant personality. He's not the most proven guy in terms of winning, so he can't cause problems with Antonio Brown because Antonio Brown can walk in and say, you and I have had the same level of success or I've had more than you, so let's do it together, not you dictate to me. And I think that's the real problem with Antonio Brown. I think he doesn't want to be told what to do. I think he wants to be at least on an equal plane with everyone else in his locker room, and he was not that with Ben Roethlisberger, so San Francisco might be the perfect place for him. Did you know that Antonio Brown doesn't have a Super Bowl ring? Yes, I knew that. I was shocked by that. No, I'm I thought not... for sure he was on the on the on the last Super that's Bowl. That's exactly ring. that's exactly what I'm talking about. So that Super Bowl ring, right or wrong, gives you a trump card in every argument. If you want to conduct things, workouts, practices, meetings a certain way, and Antonio Brown doesn't want to show up at that time or he doesn't want to do it that way, you get to waggle those rings in his face. Yeah, and he doesn't like that. No one would like that. Yeah, of course. Jimmy Garoppolo can't do that to him. Mm-hmm. No one in this 49ers organization except for the GM can do that to him, right? Garoppolo's probably got a backup ring, though, right? <laughs> Does he? <laughs> got that backup the ring? The Patriots win every year. Yeah. He was on him for like But does that count, years. though? Does that count? No, no not really. So, it's not yeah. something you can waggle. And by the, way, like by the way, if you're going to get away with that mustache in any city in the country, San Francisco. That's your best point. <laughs> there you go. All right, we'll take a quick one, come back, and we'll talk about mega deals in baseball. What are these people doing?